Hi, this is Mo Abdelbaki, and this is episode 12 of my podcast. Welcome to Out of Mo's Mind. Listen, uh, today we're going to talk about kindness, one of the things that I think is the most important in the world. Um, So, shall we get to it? You know, I've been thinking a lot about kindness. I always think a lot about kindness. I try to be kind. I like being kind. I've got to tell you, my father was one of the kindest men that I've ever met in my life. He was a gentleman, he was a gentleman, and he was kind. And he was nice to people and kind to people. Even people sometimes you think, well, gee, how can he be so nice to that guy? But that's the way he was. I'll never forget. Maybe I've told this story before. If I have, well, you know, I'm getting old. (laughs) But um, he worked in in, in the anatomy department at Colorado State University. And they moved him around from one office to the other. And they gave him this great office downstairs in this building that had been built in the 50s. And so it was the basement. It was pretty well lit, but his office was amazing. It had a chemistry um, area in it. It had one of those big fans, one of those big hoods. It had its own dark room, which I messed around in, and I'd take pictures and develop the film and, and print them. And it was just this great office. And right outside of it, there was a pop machine. Um, I will admit that I, at the age of 10 or 11, I discovered that if you took a penny and put it in fluoric acid, that it would eat it away to the point where it was uh, thin enough to pass for a dime. Back then, pop was a dime, but then again, you could buy an entire uh, soft drink factory for like a dollar. So a friend and I would do that. We'd, you know, and then one day he came in and he said, yes, said, um, someone's been putting pennies in the pop machine that had been eaten away with acid. And uh, and I said, well, that was us. And he said, don't do it again. But he was very kind about it, although the eyes were, you know, like, just don't do it again. So we didn't do it again. But anyway, so one day he and I were there. We would share a bottle of orange soda or whatever. Sometimes it was strawberry soda, but mostly orange soda. Uh, my dad was never really a big cola fan. And so uh, we'd, you know, put the thing in. We'd get a knee high, usually. And uh, we were doing just that. And coming down the stairs were a couple of colleagues of his. And one of them was saying some pretty nasty things about him. Uh, This was a man who was highly ambitious. And he just, you know, and they came around the corner and there we were. I was mad. I was probably about 14 at the time. I was just furious. And he was real, hey, Bill, how are you? good to see you. They shook hands and the guy was sweating bullets. You could tell because my dad was a nice man. He was just, this guy was a politician and, uh, you know, Hey, what are you going to say? So, um, I later on, I said, how could you be so nice to him? And he said, what good does it do? I mean, he's, I said, don't, does it, do you like that? He said, of course not. I don't like that, but what will it do for me to, uh, make a big deal about it and um, to embarrass him. And I'm thinking, embarrass him? He just said really lousy things about you, Dad. And But that was my dad. He just was like that. 
Uh, I had some friends once who shot an owl. They weren't supposed to be shooting at an owl. They probably thought it was an eagle instead. <laughs> Got an owl. This is now. This is you know back when I was maybe eighteen or seventeen. So let's not you know let's not be calling anyone because I didn't do it. I'm not going to tell you who they were. One of them's dead. So what are you going to do, right? So um, they brought it to our house, and and here's my dad looking at this thing, and uh, he said. Uh, um, Uh, this thing has obviously been shot and you know but he didn't he just said someone very stupid did this because they were of course uh, protected and he said I'll take care of it and he took it and he took it to um, uh, an ornithologist who I believe is called a bird man and not necessarily an Alcatraz but they took care of it and he didn't he was just a kind man Um, I learned about kindness from him and I learned that it's it's not important to embarrass people, even if you're right. Even if you're right. I The closest I ever came to seeing him really kind of lose it, you know, and say, you know, you idiot was, we went, we were invited for some reason. Well, he was invited. He said, you want to come along? I said, sure. Uh, to see some fellow talk about being, um, about, I can't remember what it was. It was some, it was a lecture and it was about, um, being a vegetarian, and this guy got up and he basically said that human beings did not have the um, intestinal structure to eat meat. And and my dad said, pardon me. Um, and he said, yes, yeah. may I come up? And he said, sure. So there was a blackboard up there. He said, do you mind? He said, oh, no. So my dad stood up there and drew the intestinal system of a human being accurately. And then he drew the intestinal system of a of a of a big cat like a lion, and then he drew the intestinal system of a of a cow. <laughs> Remember, he's an anatomist, and so he went through why we are omnivores and not just vegetarians. And the guy was so upset, um, but my dad was very kind throughout the whole thing. He said, "I just don't want the misinformation to be spread." And so you realize that there are ways to do things in life. One is the nasty way, to stand up and say, I declare foul. But, you know, you can do that. But we we know what that is. We're living in a time when that is the way people do things. That's the way things are happening. People are, man, is this a world that we anticipated? I don't think so. I mean, back in my youth, it was about peace, and it was about love, and it was about acceptance, and it was about... Um, an old classmate of mine from high school wrote that uh, she always felt that ours was a class of of acceptance and inclusion. And I thought, well, to a certain extent, it was classist. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I never felt excluded in the way that I think people feel excluded today. As a matter of fact, I was pretty included in almost everything. And I agree with her. We were very open-hearted and very open-minded. We laughed a lot. We played hard. I played hard. I played really, really, really hard. Um, (laughs) And we enjoyed ourselves. But we tried to remember to be kind. Maybe some of that was because we were raised by Howdy Doody and Captain Kangaroo and Jimmy Dodd on on the... um, uh, on the Mickey Mouse Club, where they 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 just hammered this stuff into us, right? Uh, we baby boomers were flooded with the magic words, please and thank you, and and never do this, and make sure you don't do that, and cross your eyes, and and eat your teas, or drink them, depending on how you like them best. 
you can smoke them later. Uh, but anyway, so you realize that kindness was kind of bred into us, and then we rebelled. And man, did we rebel. But we were still trying to be kind. Yes, there were times when we didn't. There was unrest everywhere. I mean, <laughs> summer 1968 was a pretty rough year for this country and for my generation. We kind of sat back and went, what in the world is happening here? But, but we felt that we had a right to say something. And we did. And you know what? When I went to college my first year, it was out in California at Foothills Junior College in Los Altos Hills. And I, 90% of the guys I went to college with were Vietnam vets. And I loved them. We got along. We got along swimmingly. And there were some of those who had upped themselves. They, they hadn't been drafted. I got to know them in, when I went to college in Louisiana. You know, a couple of my best friends there were Green Berets and just as crazy as anyone I've ever met. I mean, really interesting guys. And, and they showed me pictures that they had, you know, taken out of Vietnam they weren't supposed to have. It's like, oh, you know. And so you realize that that it was a generational thing, but at the same time, something has happened, and a lot of that kindness seems to have gone away. And and what what does it mean to be kind? Well, you know, it's more than just the golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or whatever it may be. It has to do with the realization that, in fact, we we should think about what we think, we should think about what we say. And we should definitely think about what we do. Because every one of us, you, me, every one of us, has an influence on this planet. And we can use that influence for good or we can use it for, for destruction. And I prefer, sometimes you have to tear something down to build something better. But I really, 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 really believe that it's so important that we maintain a sense of kindness within us. And and trying to think better thoughts. It really is hard for us if we are used to being snarky and saying negative things all the time or being, you know, sarcastic. I mean, I'm a sarcastic guy, but more about life. I love the absurdity of life. It fascinates me. And I can laugh at situations, but I don't like laughing at people. I find that to be abhorrent. I mean... A friend of mine sent me a little thing for, you know, Donald Trump toilet paper. And I thought, what? I wrote him back, said I could never use this. I don't hate the guy. I mean, hatred is a huge word and one that should be used very sparingly. Now, I'm not fond of him, just to be honest. I mean, if you are, God bless you. Because I think that's the point of, of this country, is to be able to think what we want to think and to be kind about it. Now, in lieu of what just happened with the Mueller report being, you know, uh, Barr being saying, you know, there's nothing here. Now, there are a lot of people saying there is something here, we just don't know about it. A lot of people are saying there's nothing here, let's examine it, everyone needs to apologize. And, and the truth of the matter is, we are very possibly about to become embroiled in some real unkind behavior. And there's a lot of unkind behavior going on. A lot of it. You know, I, I read about some, some fighter who was being interviewed by a woman reporter, and he just laid this big kiss on her. She was not expecting it. And I thought, that's not very kind. You know, we, we have to respect each other, and that's what kindness is. 
respect for one another. And more than just how would I like to be respected, respecting everyone, regardless of their socioeconomic standing, regardless of their political beliefs, and, and certainly regardless of their religion or their color or their creed or anything. It's not easy sometimes. Sometimes it's not easy at all, but I think it's pretty necessary, and I think it's something that we really all need to think about and need to begin working on. What is the benefit to being kind? I used to have a boss who said, uh, I don't get paid extra for being nice. He was actually one of the kindest men I've ever met in my life. His name was Dick, and he worked at the Jack in the Box that I worked at. He was the manager, and he was one of the kindest men I have ever met. Um, he called me his Egyptian son, and... You know, I never called him dad, but he was almost a father figure. He was a father figure to me because he taught me dedication and he taught me goodness. Um, I had teachers in school who were like that. My band teacher and my choir teacher. My choir teacher, what a sweetheart of a man. What a genuine, loving, incredibly humane, wonderful person. And my band teacher who put up with a lot of crap from me and I... I laid it on pretty thickly. I often got the impression that maybe he didn't like me that much, but I, I kind of also got the impression that he understood, you know? And I respected them both madly. There were people in the administration I did not respect because they were not kind and they did unkind things, which is not for here. So I had good role models. I met kind people. I met people that people ridiculed who were kind and sweet and people that they said oh that guy's got a screw or two loose but they were kind and sweet and maybe that's why people viewed them that way one of my favorite things in the world is the movie harvey with jeremy stork say i'd like you to meet my friend harvey now i <laughs> i do the worst jimmy stewart imitation i think done on the planet but I still, every now and then, I go, hey, have you met my friend Harvey? Harvey, this is my, you know, yeah, okay, all right, I won't do it again. For a dollar. No. <laughs> because here's Elwood, P. if you've not seen the movie, you must, I think. It's wonderful. It's heartwarming. And it's kind of cool. It's about, uh, you know, pukas. And if you don't know what a puka is, look it up. How are you, Mr. Wilson? Um, how are you doing? And uh, that's an inside joke. But you'll also kind of get a feel for the Welsh mysticism because the, the Welsh were actually the people who uh, were responsible for many of the folk tales of the British Isles. As a matter of fact, uh, William Shakespeare is said to have gone to Wales and to uh, kind of picked up some of these. He wrote Midsummer Night's Dream and Midsummer, whatever. And uh, this character, Puck, which is Puka, right? So, anyway... <laughs> Wow, that was a diversion. Um, but he, Elwood P. Dowd, is, is, he's a crackpot. He's an alcoholic. Um, they don't have him drinking much in the movie, but he's, that's what he is. And he's kind. He's, he's sweet. And he's genuine, you know? Um, well, there's a, a wonderful quote in there. I've, I use it all the time because it, it, it changed my life. Which is, he says, you know, um, I told you I wasn't going to do it again, so I'll do it in my own voice. Although I almost started. Almost got me. He said, you know, my mother used to say Elwood. And he says, you know, she called me Elwood. Um, in this life, you can be oh so smart or oh so kind. Well, for many years, I was smart. 
I prefer kind, and you may quote me. He says that with a smile. And, and I may be paraphrasing, but let me tell you what. It's so true. Do we have to be snide? Do we have to be sarcastic? What we benefit from being kind is we make the world a better place and we take a lot of pressure off of ourselves. It's easy to be kind. That sounds like a song. It is easy to be kind. All you have to do is pull your vested interest out of every conversation and just say, is it worth it? Now, some conversations are absolutely worth it. There are some situations when you need to stand up and puff out your chest and stick your finger straight up in the air and say, not that finger, the forefinger. Stick yourself and say something. But when we are kind, we have a tendency to change. I haven't always been kind, let me say that. Um, I don't think I was kind a lot when I was younger. A young man, an adolescent, for sure. I was filled with frustrations and angsts. Uh, Maybe as a young adult, I wasn't very kind. I regret every time I wasn't. I remember some of them specifically. But with time, I began to become a little more mellow and a little less unkind. It doesn't take much to be kind. It doesn't take much to help others, which is only one part of being kind. Probably the major part of being kind is, is kindness to yourself. Not looking at yourself and saying, oh my God, oh, look at the size of those pores, or oh, where did that extra flabby thing come? You know, well, I've had, I grew up that way. So an extra one, welcome. Welcome to the party. It doesn't take much to be kind. Ask people if they need help. I I can't tell you how many times I'm in the grocery store and I see someone uh, who isn't as tall as I am uh, trying to reach something on the top shelf. And I'll say, can I help you? And sometimes they'll look at me like I just asked if I could, you know, um, eat their arm. But uh, most of the time, 90% of the time, 99, they'll say, go ahead. Yeah, I would love to have that. I was in the store the other day and there was there was a lady who needed something. It was just obviously too far for her. And I said, may I get that for you? And she said, oh, would you? I said, sure. And I did. And then the thing I needed was way down low and it was kind of run out. So it was that. And she said, do you need that? I said, yes, she, she got it for me. And I thought, what a lovely exchange. What a lovely exchange that was. It doesn't take much. And here's something I really would like to carp on a little bit. We have a tendency to judge other people's needs. Well, that's ridiculous. Why, if they hadn't bought themselves a new car, or if they hadn't, you know, hey, if they voted the way I had voted, or if, um, what do they need that for? When someone tells you they're broke, I think that you should give them the benefit of the doubt and not judge them. Because broke to one person is broke. I used to have clients who, when their checking account got below $10,000, and I mean a dollar below $10,000, they panicked. Because that to them was danger. You know, they were rich people, I guess. I'm oftentimes not even a hundred air, you know. And so... And they had properties and this and that. And and to them, and I realized I couldn't judge them because 
they freaked out when they had less than 10k in the in the in, in 10 large that's 10 grand in the bank if i had 10 grand in the bank who knows what i'd do i i would i'd sleep maybe a little better but not for long because it's not about the money is it but my point is is that it's very easy to judge someone and say wow you know wow and they used to, i'm sure they judged me you know um what you you live in a house really you live in a house well that's really you know doing what you do you live in a house you know it's like, yes i live in a house but they judged what can i say so i think it's important if someone says to you i can't do this because I can't afford it. How many times have someone said, oh, no, you can do that, or, oh, let me help you. You know, not everyone wants you to fix their problems. Now, that's something as a man, it took me a long time to figure out. Because, you know, as a man, you say, I'm men. I am men. Beat chest. Pluck hairs out of chest. Because food gets stuck in hairs on chest. <laughs> I'm not that hairy. I'm really not that hairy. I used to count my, my, my chest hairs just as a... Let's see, eight, eight, that's cool. Um, but, you know, I my brother's hairy. I won't talk about my brother. He's a lovely guy, but I won't talk about his um, just, <clears throat> I think, Yeti. Um, I'm, that's it. I'm not going to go any further because it would be rude and I want to be kind. He's, he knows he's hairy. <laughs> I don't have to tell the world that, but um, I love him. What can I say? So the point is, is that when I thought, oh, as a man, I have to fix everything. I can't believe I came back to that. That's good. Um, it, it isn't my job to fix everything. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Some people just say something. And, you know, immediately there are those people, you know them. The minute you say, ah, oh, man, I just didn't sleep well last night. Well, what type of bed do you have? Do you have the new pet mattress? I, I think you need a new pillow. You need to put some potpourri in your room. Uh, maybe take some Gas-X before you go to bed. Yes, Gas-X, I mentioned your product, and I would be happy to be sponsored by you. So, Gas-X, call me. If anyone needs it, uh, I, I probably do. <laughs> probably. Getting older, it's a, it's a wild trip. Getting older is really a wild trip. Be kind to old people. Please. So when we judge other people, you know, wow, they bought a new car and their backyard looks like that. It don't, shouldn't ought to do that because people live their lives. Judging is bad. I certainly don't judge people by their political points of view. I may question their sanity or their or their what they know, but you know what? For whatever reason, they think the way they think, and by God, they're entitled to think that way. I happen to live in a country. My my dad really wanted to live in this country for the freedoms, and I never forget that. I never ever forget that. Now he loved his homeland. Make no mistake about that. He loved his country of birth and where he was raised, and he pined for it forever. But he wanted his kids to grow up here. Plus, there were many opportunities here. Oh, there were probably just as many there. But it's important. You see, there will be people who will judge him. Not me. Not me. So, judging people's needs and trying to fix their problems isn't always the kindest thing. Listening is. I think that when we listen to people, first of all, I'm fascinated by people. 
You know, for example, this podcast. There are people I know who will never listen to it because they don't care. If you said to me, well, I started a podcast, I would be quite curious to hear about what you think, you know, so I could judge you. No, kidding. (laughs) If someone says, hey, I've got a blog, don't you kind of go, oh, I wonder what this person thinks about. Um, I, I have a friend from college, brilliant guy, love this guy, haven't seen him in 40 years at least, but um we were good friends in college and he's on Facebook and he and I are friends and he's a real sarcastic, brilliant guy. And I love his sarcasm and I love his wit, but, and I love his intensity. And, and it's not me. I'm the wise guy. I'm the one who always has to write something underneath it, you know, um, usually not very pertinent, but I love the way he kind of handles things. Right. Um, I love listening to his voice. And I hope he loves listening to mine back. GasX, speaking of listening to something. Uh, yeah, I'll take that endorsement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just weird. <laughs> it's weird. Hey, I'll plug my friend Bjorn Cartompton who makes Yes Watch. If you, really, if you haven't seen a Yes Watch, go to yeswatch.com. Yes, I'll take that ad money. Bjorn, actually, I, I, I wouldn't. He's already done nice things for me. But I'm just saying, you know. Um, comet? Is there a comet coming? Uh, okay, that's enough. Product placement. Someone said to me, you have to, you have to do product placement. And I'm thinking, I, what? What, me? I don't even know what. So listening to other people is a good way to be kind. Actually, there are times when, uh, you know, I had a radio show every Monday. And I would get on the radio show and just talk, talk, talk like I am kind of now. And I would always feel so much better afterward. And I realized it was because I had just talked and talked and talked. That's why the show was called and why this podcast is called Out of Mo's Mind. Because I get it out of my mind. So listen to people when they want to talk. Sometimes that's the kindest thing you can do for them. Sometimes it's the very kindest. I was kind of half joking when I said treat seniors well. I mean it. I'm not joking. I always treated seniors with great respect and deference when I was a kid because I grew up in a small town, a small town in northern Colorado called Fort Collins, no longer small. But we were taught to respect our elders, and and we did. And for the most part, they were pretty lovely people. Um, Now, it's not always true. There's always that one, you know. But uh, (laughs) now I'm not going to get into that. But I think it's important to show respect to people who need help, to people who are not completely capable. I don't know what the term is nowadays. I really do try and keep up on that because I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because I that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to divide things, I hope. I'm here, hopefully, uh, to kind of help. That's been my goal since I was a young man. I want to be a part of something that makes it better, easier. Um, it's not always easy to be kind. <laughs> yes, I'll take that endorsement here. Um, <laughs> God. But we seniors, we're cynical at times. We're terrified about living our money. Now, in my case, that's two weeks, if. Uh, so I, there's no terror there. There's just high expectations, you know. Um there is, it's it's hard getting older. 
and the body starts doing things and you begin sprouting hair where there's never been hair before. Now, I, I'm okay with that because as a kid, I wanted to be kind of like a werewolf. That would have been suited me fine. But, it, you know, so a little hair on the ears, it's like, whoa. Hmm, get out the mustache wax. Give it a try. Um, but it's, it's kind of a strange time this time of life. I love it. Make no mistake. I mean, kids and grandkids and... And, you know, people calling me sir, I'm thinking, well, who they call me sir for, man? They making fun of me? You know, that sort of thing. I I was born in England, but I haven't been knighted yet, man. You know. Um, having respect in public places. It is the very basis of having a civil society. Now, I believe in civil dif- disobedience. I imagine you do, too. There are times when we have to speak our voice and we should do it and we can yell into the megaphone and we can shake our fists and we can do all that. But I I don't believe it's right to drive your car through a group of people and neither do you, I imagine. Um, I don't believe it's right to infringe upon the rights of others and to ruin lives. Public places should be, should be, a place of sanctity, for that is where members of a society mingle amongst each other. We mingle. We, we meet each other at a place that is specifically designed to be safe as an environment. And the whole point of it is to say, okay, I feel okay here. I feel just fine. I can deal with this. But when we suddenly, and this is what we're seeing now, I mean, my son and I talked about going to the the showing of Batman at that movie theater when it happened. Um, Thank goodness we were both too lazy to do anything about it. But it's a few minutes away from my house. What is that? You know, what happens? And, And why do these people become created in our society? It's because people aren't kind to them. It's because people treat them badly. Now, I'm not saying they wouldn't have become sociopaths anyway, but I am saying that if at least we, we, you and me, if you agree with me, and I hope you do, we don't have to be a part of the problem. We can be a part of the solution by being kind. When you're in public, when you're in a, in a, in a store, a grocery store, I always defer to people. I don't have to take, and when I drive, you know, my wife often says, I drive like a grandpa, and I think, well, Okay, I am a grandpa. And you know what? Um, That's because I defer. People are angry and they're rushing about and all of that. And you know what? I don't have any reason to do that. Eh, I'll get there. Maybe that's just because I'm old. If you're in a situation, I once had a neighbor who was a, a troubled fellow. And he liked to share that trouble as much as he could. Um... I must admit, a couple of times I tried to out-dirty trick him, and it was impossible because I don't have the mind for it. I, I He just was a better dirty trickster than I was. Um, huh. And I don't mind being bad at that. I don't mind having a low revenge IQ. And what I finally did was I started being really kind and eventually they moved away. I don't think they could stand it. 
But I think it's important to try to understand people and try and understand why they think the way they think. Honestly, I do that every night when I watch the news. I think, why does this guy think the way he does? What is he afraid of? What is she afraid of? Why do they have this point of view? How can they have this point of view? You may not understand it, but it's worth a try. Kindness is contagious, absolutely. And being kind is so simple. Why wouldn't you want to spread the infectious quality of kindness? It's a better place to live. I have been shown kindness by some really, really unpleasant people, which is very confusing. And I have been treated badly by very nice people. Kindness is weird because it depends maybe upon when you meet someone or what they're into. But I'm telling you, some some really kind of unkind, normally people have treated me with great kindness. So what do you do? You, you chalk it up to a good experience and say, well, okay. Through betrayal, I've been betrayed. I'm sure you have been too. Through deception, boy, have I been deceived. I'm sure you have too. It becomes a part of us. And I don't think there's any reason to have to put up with it. But more than that, we do put up with it, don't we? Because you can't really change it. That's the other thing. So what? So that guy was talking, you know, really ridiculous things about my dad. Um, basically, he was saying that he was just a weak man because he didn't stand up and he didn't want the position and this and that. And and truthfully, he was one of the strongest people I've ever met. He saved so many lives in his life. And that was just through people collapsing and he, you know, boom, he was there with the uh, artificial respiration. Is that what it's called? And... Um, CPR, he he delivered his own his own brother <laughs> when he was a young man in Egypt. He you know he was in med school at the time, and so you realize just how magnificent it is to be kind. And when he when he died, it devastated us in a way that I can't. I'm sure you have felt that pain, but more than that, it devastated a lot of people. And, and what that says is that he was missed and that his passing was a sadness upon us. And the, I would like people to kind of, instead of saying, Jesus, did Mo finally die? You know, excuse me, I hope I didn't offend anybody by that, you know, but um, there are those who might think that. But at the same time, um, I hope not. I hope not. Kindness ultimately is a gift you give to yourself. Just think before you act and think before you speak. Um, I do all the time. I really try. And sometimes, I, of course, I lose my temper and I come off like a hyena or something like that, you know. And I lose my cool little things sometimes. I mean, I, you know, but I work on it all the time. Why? Because I really, truly, genuinely, completely believe that the world is a better place for you and for me and for everyone if we just pass on a little kindness. So that's enough of that. Okay. That's a good topic though. Talk amongst yourselves. Do something kind for yourselves, will you? Eat something you like. I did that today. <laughs> Boy, did I do that today. Um, it's springtime in Colorado. Oh my goodness. It is simply lovely here. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> 
Until next time we meet, I wish you all peace and love. Bye-bye. <laughs>